So I wanted to show you um, what really hurts my heart and more specifically, how this can help you make better decisions in your business and in your life. Welcome to The Health Burner Show. My name is Uriel Kim. If you're a health practitioner or a coach looking to build a successful virtual health practice that allows you to help more people, make a lot more money, and enjoy a greater quality of life in the process, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. Let's dive in. All right, guys, what's up? Uriel Kim, your CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. We help health professionals get clients and scale their businesses online without the grind. All right, so... Um, I was on a podcast last week and the host was asking me, what's one thing that really breaks your heart? And it was like instantaneously, I told him, when people say they want this and they're down here because we all are relative to what we want, but they don't have the courage or are willing to make the sacrifice to bridge the gap. Breaks my heart. Why does it break my heart? Because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, my mom has talked a lot of stuff about how she needs to get in shape and exercise for as long as I've been alive. Right, and it's it's very tiring to hear the same old story. I'm like, okay, really, you're gonna do something about this time, whatever. And then we spoke with we like over the last seven years, we've spoken with tens of thousands of health professionals and coaches who say they want this. They're like, yes, like totally, because they're here, whatever here is, and then they get afraid, and then that dream either gets minimized, like, oh, it's actually not that important. Or they just don't have the courage to move forward. And I want to share this with you as respect, uh, with respect to how to make better decisions. And I'm giving you my advice. Like this is for me personally, like how I've made decisions in my life. And I'm not saying this is necessarily true for you. But at the same time, it's pretty darn accurate. When we are faced with making a decision, there's, there's two ways we approach this. There's the initial hit And usually that is the right answer. And then there is the deliberation. Oh, I'm an analytical person. I don't make rash decisions. I have to think about stuff forever. I have to cross-reference every single little thing. And I understand everyone has a different character. Everyone has a different personality. Everyone makes decisions a little bit differently. Some people are fast and impulsive like I am, very intuitive, very instinctual. And others are very much analytical and take more time. I appreciate that, okay? So I'm not saying everyone is the same. But everyone is a spirit in a human experience. And if you are disconnected from your own intuition, it is going to be very hard for you to make good decisions in life. So here is rule number one for me in making good decisions. When something comes across my whatever vicinity, I have to make a decision around something. It's a hell yes or it's a no. It's that simple. Is this a hell yes? Let's just say, okay, yes, it's a hell yes. We'll deal with that in a second. The other scenario is it's a no. And in that case, don't try to convince yourself that it's a yes. Maybe kind of, like I'm watching Temptation Island right now. It's a great show in case you're into that stuff. Came across it on Crave. I'm like, I need some more reality TV in my life apparently. And so there's these couples that go on this island and they're in a relationship with their significant other for three, five, eight years in some cases. And they're like, I'm, I'm just not quite sure if this is the right person for me. Um, that's a no. Because when you see what happens to these people on the island when they're tempted with a dozen other single women or men, all of a sudden that doubt surfaces in, well, I'm not really committed to this, therefore this will do, or this is a better option. And that's an example of where if you have doubts in the sense of like, I'm not too sure, um, that's a no. 
It's a hell yes or it's a no, okay? Now, let's go back to the hell yes for a second because this, and, and there's nothing wrong with saying no. No is one of the most powerful words you can get used to saying because no means you can focus. No means you can say no to everything that distracts you from your mission, the one thing that makes all the difference for you. Sadly, most people don't even have clarity on that, so they say yes to a bunch of stuff and don't get anywhere because they're juggling a thousand balls. So let's say you're, okay, cool. I know this is not a good fit. Move forward. If it's a hell yes, and I want you to think about how this applies to the people you serve, okay? So if you're in an enrollment conversation, you're speaking with someone, I want you to think of this in the context of that conversation. You know you can't help someone. You don't want to work with someone or they don't, they're like, I don't think this is going to work. It's a no. Great. Conversation's over. All the best. All good. The danger zone, though, is the hell yeses that allow fear to hold them back. And this is what I mentioned breaks my heart. It's when you, your prospect, for instance, your prospect knows exactly that it's a 10 out of 10 to work with you, and you know it's a 10 out of 10 to work with them, and they allow fear to not allow them to move forward. And that is the biggest disease of the human species across every industry, age, since the beginning of time, it is the ability or the inability for people to recognize when something is a hell yes and muster up the courage to do it. Because it's not that, you know, anyone who's successful has less fear. They just muster up the courage to move through the fear. Last night, I was going to bed and I see this big ass black spider on my side table and I'm just like uh I'm not going to sleep while this thing is right there and I used to be freaked out by spiders and I'm talking like this is for where we live like a spider like this is a big ass spider it's not a tarantula but it's a big ass spider it's the biggest spider I've seen living in this house and at first I was just like paralyzed in terms of like, I didn't move, right? It's like a deer caught in headlights. And I want you to think about this and how we make decisions. So I look at this spider and initially I'm paralyzed. And if I stay in that fight or flight response of, you know, prefrontal cortex shuts down, I go into reptilian brain and I'm not doing anything or I'm running away. Now, the reason I didn't run away is because I wanted to make sure I knew where that spider was before I went to sleep. So my wife is coming upstairs, like literally three minutes later, I'm standing there just staring at this thing and it's big enough where I don't want to take a Kleenex and squish it because I'm freaked out by that. Just is, I don't know, whatever. So we needed to get something to capture it and get it out. So my wife comes up and I'm like, it's almost been five minutes. I'm standing in my bedroom looking at this thing. I'm like not moving an inch. But here's the thing that was interesting is that knowing this and knowing how the brain works and how we operate, Instead of freaking out about it, I had that initial, oh shit, and then I just calmed down. I started to think about, hold on, my dog is right there on the floor, right beside me. And here's this little spider on my side table, and it's one one thousandth the size of my dog. What's the difference if a spider is sitting right there or my dog is laying on the ground? And what I started to get into is I started to just logically talk my way through this. Because what happens is that when we make decisions where it's, for instance, a hell yes, there's two things that can happen. You allow the ego 
which is meant to protect you, talk shit about why you can't do something. And here's the thing to realize. That's the very story that got you into trouble in the first place. That's the very story which is why you reached out for help or why your clients, prospective clients, reached out to help for you because that mental story they've been sharing about them, whatever it is that's been holding them back, is the very thing which is why they need your help, which is why they need to be able to get rid of that story, move through fear, and change. Because if they don't, they revert right back to that story. So I'm looking at the spider and I'm like, let me just check my heart rate. So I get my watch, click on the heart rate thing, and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. 54 BPM. I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't seem like someone who's freaked out or stressed out. And listen, I'm like, I'm not I'm not sure like I'm some evolved human being here that's like, you know, whatever. But way back in the day, that response would have been very different. So I know this is not like a hell yes, no type of situation, but what I'm sharing with you here is the power of being able to take control of the story you are telling yourself about why you can or cannot do something. So I'm fascinated by this. I'll just use an example. Someone was interested in working with us. They were a 10 out of 10. There was a follow-up call a couple days later, and we all know that time kills all deals, guys. Just in case you don't know this, if someone says, I'm very like, I'm a 10 out of 10 in working with you, let's just connect next week, that deal is done. The likelihood of that happening is closer to zero than it is to yes. Nothing happens until the credit card is run. And I know that sounds very transactional, but guys, until someone commits, nothing matters. Nothing. I would rather someone commit and then tell themselves that story because at least now they're in the pool. Now they have to figure out how to swim. And it's the best decision they'll ever make. Anyways, so this individual, she's like a 10 out of 10. She's like, yep, I'm doing this. Gave us her credit card told us that the funds wouldn't be available for a week, so they had a follow-up call yesterday and uh, didn't even jump on the phone, just sent an email, right? Now, just think of what's happening here. One week goes by, you get off the phone, and the likelihood of that energy, that conviction going up after the phone call, let's think of your prospect here, is it going up or down? They get off the phone with you, is their level of belief in what they can do with you going up or down once they finish speaking with you? It is going to plummet through the earth. The longer you allow that time to go, the worse the scenario is going to be. And remember, this is for someone who is a 10 out of 10. They said, I'm going to do this. This is exactly what I'm looking for. I'm not talking about pushing people and convincing people to doing things they don't want to do. This is like, it was a hell yes. Okay? This is where, this is the biggest friggin' pandemic. And if you can, uh, we all can, if you know, if you can understand how to get through this, you will create everything you want in life. This person's a hell yes, one week later it's a no. What happened there? They had one week for other people to chirp in their ear about why something couldn't work. They had one week to allow self-doubt and that story that they've been telling themselves for however long to get right back in there. And they allow that to turn a hell yes into a no. So when it's a hell yes, there's two things that are happening, as I mentioned. Number one is you have the ego, which is what we just talked about. The ego is meant to protect you. It wants to keep you safe. So do the people that love you. But very honest, like honestly, I wouldn't be taking advice from people that love you unless they already have the results you want. So unless your spouse has a super successful virtual practice, don't even ask them for advice. 
They don't know shit. They want to keep you safe. And by keeping you safe, they keep you playing small. And when you're small, you're a fraction of what you could be. And that's what breaks my heart. I hope, and it should break your heart as well. It should make you sick to your stomach. And if you're someone who has like committed and said hell yes before in whatever, and then you backed out, you got to lose sleep over that, man. That has got to eat at your soul like a friggin' termite on wood. Because until it does, nothing is going to change. And it's the same with your prospects. When someone is 50 pounds overweight and they come to you and they're like, I'm in, but then I'm not. Like, no, no, no. You're fat and you have a problem that you need to solve now. And I know that sounds very, um, again, like you don't have to say this like I'm saying it. But the reality is like, if they do not change, they are not going to change. And when you allow people to do their own thing on their own, like I'm going to think about it and go meditate on it, it's all bullshit. It's a safety mechanism. It's a safety mechanism where they can get into their old egotistical, protect themselves, play small type of world because the alternative is that they actually tap into their higher self. That's the second path. When it's a hell yes, that instantaneous hit, that's your higher self telling you this is what I need to do. Or it could be no, remember, right? It could be no, which is totally fine. But if it's a hell yes, that is your higher self giving you that instinctual, intuitive hit. As soon as you do not pay attention to that, as soon as you dismiss that as, oh, I need to see all the facts, I need to do all the analysis, what you're saying is I don't believe in myself. I don't have faith that I can, I can be successful here. So let me look for every possible reason why I shouldn't do this. And this is how people live very small lives. Just shadows of their true self. And it really, really, this is the thing that breaks my heart the most. So you've got two options. You want this, you keyword is you say you want this. All caps, bold, italicized, underline say you want this thing, you want this outcome, but you're not willing to do it. So here are the two options you have. Stop talking about what it is you say you want because you don't really want it. Or number two, do whatever you have to do to make it happen. Those are the only choices you have. When I look back on my life and I look at a lot of the goals that I've set for myself, I haven't achieved most of them yet. And I look at the goals that I've set at whatever time in my life and I'm like, why didn't I achieve that goal? I said I wanted it. Isn't that enough? No, dude, you're full of shit. It was a 7 out of 10. If you're really honest with yourself, Yuri, it was a 7 out of 10 because if it was a 10 out of 10, you would have run through a brick wall to make it happen. And you didn't. Therefore, it's not that important to you. So shut the F up and stop talking about it. Okay? Or it is a 10 out of 10 and you have to do whatever you have to do to make it happen. It's that simple. Everything else is bullshit. Okay, guys? So when it comes... to you making decisions. This is what's worked for me. This is what I've acknowledged in myself, but honestly, I don't think I'm a unique snowflake. We are all spiritual beings going through a human experience. And the more you disconnect yourself from that spirit, that intuitive higher power, that higher knowing that something is right for you to do, but then your human ego gets in the way, you live a very small life. And you continue to get the same results, which are little to nothing, for a long time until you wake up. And I see this, I can't tell you how much I see this. And this is what bothers me. And this is why I will be in your face to constantly remind you about this stuff. Because you have more potential. We all have more potential, but potential is bullshit, right? 
who cares about potential? Unless you do anything about it, nothing matters. So I hopefully, you know, hopefully this is a bit of a, a kind of a kick in the butt, uh, a little bit of inspiration, whatever you want to call it, so that number one, you can think about how you show up in life with your decisions, and number two, how you can take this into conversations you have with your prospective clients, because they're also going through the same process. And if you can understand why they're telling you things, then you have more tools to be able to address and help them. I hope that makes sense. So anyways, I hope this is helpful. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know what to do. Hit the subscribe button and there you go. So this hopefully will help you make better decisions. If you've enjoyed this, let me know in the comments below and I'll see you guys soon. Ciao. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Healthpreneur Show podcast. And while you're there, I'd really appreciate it if you left a five-star rating or review if you feel it merited that. At the same time, if you'd like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on Instagram. You can find me. I am at healthpreneur. And be sure to tune in and subscribe to our YouTube channel on YouTube. Just search healthpreneur and you'll find all of our great videos there as well. That's all for today. I appreciate your time and your attention. Keep doing the meaningful work that you are doing. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.